It is well known, the Pisgum of our Rabbeim, that right after Simchas Torah starts the Avoidah, referred to as the Yaakov Holach Ladarko. Yaakov went on his way. These are words that come from this week's Parsha, as we'll soon discuss. What does this mean? That throughout the month of Tishrei, the Yid was busy with a lot of holy things, Yomim Toivim, Mitzvahs, and so on. And after Yom Tov, he's getting involved in his weekday things, mundane things. He's going to be dealing with his Parnosa, etc. So this idea of going over from the month of Tishrei to the Avoidah of the rest of the year is hinted in these words, V'yakoy v'halach ledarkoy. Ledarkoy, on the one hand, means his own personal way, meaning it's things that are not necessarily the holiness of the rest of the year and the holiness of Tishrei, etc. Rather, it's his way of the rest of the year, mundane things, being busy with things of parnosa, eating, drinking, sleeping, and so on. It's an area where you don't necessarily recognize the holiness and see the difference between that of a Yid and Lahavdul non-Jew. On the other hand, the word Ladarkoi, which originally says it about Yaakov, the Yaakov Holochadarkoi, is emphasizing that this is Yaakov's unique way that he paved for all the Yid, meaning to say that even as a Yid is involved in mundane things, it's still very different to the way a non-Jew does it, because a Yid is doing it, L'Shem Shamayim, B'chol for the sake of Hashem, etc., and this is the connection between these words and the, uh, announcing it at the end of Chodesh Tishrei, because the ability for a Yid to be able to make out of these mundane things, to be able to make them in a special holy way, as Yaakov, Yaakov al-Lechodarkoi, this is coming from the Kedusha and Torah and Mitzvahs that the Yid had gotten during the month of Tishrei. Now the Rebbe points out a very interesting thing and asks a question. We know that the words of the Rabbeim are very, very precise. And therefore, the Rebbe says, we must say that it's not only the words V'yakov, Halachadarke, which sounds similar to the idea of a Yid going on his way into the mundane of the world. Let's look where Toyota uses the words V'yakov, Halachadarke. In the context of where it's being used, seems to be quite different and opposite of the message that the Rabbeim are giving about a Yid going from Tishrei into the rest of the year. Because V'yakov, Halachadarke, in our parsha is referring to the time that Yaakov is leaving Chutzlar, it's leaving Choron, going to Eretz HaKodesh, to our holy land, to Eretz Yisroel. So Yaakov is traveling from the simple and the mundane, seemingly, into holiness, the opposite of what the Yid is doing, traveling from Tishrei into the rest of the year. So the Rebbe says that the explanation is, when we look more carefully at the Yaakov, where does it say it? Yaakov had left Lavan's house already. Lavan had now chased Yaakov and caught up with him. There's a whole discussion and arguments going on between them. And eventually the Pasuk says that Lovin gets up in the morning, kisses his sons and his daughters, he blesses them, Lovin goes back to his place, and then V'yakov Halachodarkoi. Therefore the Rebbe says V'yakov Halachodarkoi is specifically referring to this time after Lovin had chased Yaakov, once Yaakov was away from Lovin's house. And this is going to help us understand the connection between V'yakev Halach Ladarkoi to this announcement that's made at the end of Tishrei, because as we're soon going to explain it, in other words, the deeper meaning of what was going on when Lovon was chasing Yaakov is really giving Yaakov the ability and the strength to overcome the challenges he's about to have with Esau. The fact that he's going to need to be elevating Esau and this, therefore, is going to be similar to the koyach we get from Chodesh Tishrei for the avoided that we're going to be doing the rest of the year. In order to understand this, says the Rebbe, we're going to introduce something that the Mizritcher Maga teaches. 
But just before we go into the Sikha itself, just to explain, this many times will take stories of the Torah, which of course happen in the physical and simple and literal sense, but will explain to us what's the deeper meaning of what's also going on behind the scenes at the same time. And even when we speak about someone that seems like a loved one in the negative sense, there is the root of Lavan in the realm of Kedusha. And everything that's happening within Lavan and Yaakov, there's something deeper and holier going on as well. So the Rebbe says, the Mizritcher Magi tells us, the reason why Lavan is chasing Yaakov, besides, again, in the physical sense, there's something deeper going on over here. Yaakov Avinu had elevated many sparks while being in the house of Lavan, but there were still some sparks left by Lavan. The way the Mizritcher Magi says, there were still some letters of the Torah that were left by Lavan. And Lavan is chasing Yaakov to hand over these sparks or these letters, which will then now create this new parsha in the Torah that discusses the story. And the Rebbe asks, Yaakov was by Lavan in order to elevate sparks. He was there for 20 years working on this. Why are there some sparks that were left behind that Lavan needs to chase Yaakov in order to give it to him? Says the Rebbe, because in the sparks itself, there are two categories of sparks. There are those that Yaakov is able to elevate in an active way by dealing with them. And then there are types of sparks that Yaakov's avoid itself couldn't achieve it yet. It had to be done by love and chasing Yaakov. The Rebbe says, we find by mitzvahs, for example, there are different kinds of mitzvahs. There are many mitzvahs that we have to decide in a conscious way that we want to do the mitzvahs and have in mind the intention to do the mitzvah, etc., but then there are things that specifically come when we don't have in mind. We're not planning to do it. For example, the mitzvah of shikha, forgetting a bundle of wheat in the field, and then you have to give it to the poor, specifically comes when we weren't having in mind to do it. In the Gemara, it speaks about things like honor and greatness that come when you don't have in mind, you're not pursuing it. The reason why we have these two different types of mitzvahs is because up above where they're coming from, there is also two different levels. There is a level which the Rebbe refers to as the level of Arich Anpin, the lower level of Keser, which is more to do with the Rotsoin of Hashem, the will of Hashem. And therefore, down by a person, it's also connected with his conscious intent to do the mitzvah. And that's most mitzvahs where they're coming from. But then there are the mitzvahs, which we are doing unintent, which we end up doing if, specifically if there's no intention, like shikha, which is coming from a higher level, which is completely higher than Rotsoin, etc. The Rebbe says the same thing, we're going to apply to these two kind of sparks that were Yaakov Avinu was dealing with, right in the house of Lavan. There are those sparks that he was able to deal through his avoid, through his intention of trying to deal with them and elevate them. And that's the way he gets those. But then there are certain sparks that he can't do it with his own avoid. They remain by Lavan. And Lavan has to now come and chase him and give it to him. This is what Chassidus calls, this is like an Isarusa Dela'ela coming from above, beyond that which the person could do on himself. The Rebbe says this is actually hinted in the word love on itself. This level that's such a high, great spiritual level just coming down by itself. First of all, the Rebbe says, there's a medrash on the word Hayedatem is love on. The Yaakov says to the people, do you know love on? The medrash says this refers to the one who is asid l'labein avenesechen kashalik Hashem who's going to whiten, love on is the word white, whiten your sins. This is the idea of love on. Love on represents that supernal level of whiteness, of purity, representing the very essence of Hashem's energy, the Oyrein Soif, which is higher than all sorts of colors and so on. Like white, which represents the essence of something beyond any mixture of anything else. And this is why it's connected to whitening the sins, because 
atonement for sins is coming from the level of Hashem that's beyond all of Seder Ishtalshalus. That's what love and above means. It ends up translating into a love and down here as well. The Rebbe says this is also what we find regarding Yom Kippur. There are certain Averis that even when you do tshuva, it still doesn't do the whole job. Tshuva is part of the job, but then Yom Kippur is the one that's actually bringing about the atonement. Because these are there are certain things that the Avoid itself cannot manage to do it. It's only coming afterwards through a gilu, a revelation coming from above on Yom Kippur. The Rebbe says, now we can also understand what it means that Yaakov Avinu didn't achieve the elevation of these sparks during those 20 years. And that didn't, rather, certain things he was able to achieve, but that didn't bring about yet this Leuven or Elion, this great Dargo. It's only after Yaakov leaves and he finishes his Avoid, and now there's a new Gili coming from this level called Lavan, up above, referring to the very essence of Hashem's Oyer, which and is now chasing Yaakov, so to speak, filling him up and giving him these extra koiches of these sparks that now Yaakov is also able to have. Says the Rebbe, now we could continue and look in the Psukim, where it says that Lavan chases Yaakov, and eventually there's Vayanashek, he kisses his sons and daughters. This is all representing them when the, that when this tremendous high oil is coming down from above, this is now causing that there should be a tremendous yichud, a tremendous connection, a bonding between the Yidin and Hashem. And now this is giving Yaakov the Koyach to continue on his journey to go deal with Esav to be able to elevate the sparks within Esav as a result of this encounter with Lavan. Now it makes sense perfect, and it fits with what we said before, that the Yaakov Holochadarka is similar to the Yids going after the Avoid of Tishrei. First he does all of his Avoid, whatever he can do, during Elul and Slichus and Aseris Yimei etc. But then comes the special day of Yom Kippur, which is similar to the idea of the Lavan aspect, that pure aspect that's beyond anything, and the Kohen Gadol, in fact, wears on Yom Kippur also big day love on those white clothes, which brings the ultimate kapara for the Yidden, similar again to the idea that we said that love on is, represents the idea of mal bin avinisayim shal Yisrael, whitening the sins of the Yidden. The Rebbe says, this is why after Yom Kippur, once we had this tremendous gilui, now starts the avoidah, the Yaakov, halachodarki, given the, the ability to continue on in his Avoidah. And more specifically, this comes at the end of Chodesh Tishrei, after he already took the Avoidah of Yom Kippur, and brought it down in Sukkot, and Shemini Atzeres, and Simchas etc. Now he has the Koyach to get involved in all the other things, like Yaakov got involved with Esau, the Yid goes into the mundane, to be able to elevate everything to Kedusha, through the Avoidah of Chol Ma'asech, and Bechol Drochech